Hello, I am Brittany. And I am Marcella, and we are the Grounded Space Cadets. We are here to ground the spiritual in the here and now to build community without shaming, dismissing, or indoctrinating. So let's do what we're here for. Let's dive in and raise our vibrations. Welcome back, everyone. Hello, everybody out there in the interwebs, the celestial muck. <laughs> it's been a muck lately. Yes, it has been very mucky, but the energy has been intense. Lots of things happening in the collective. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But it is uh, eclipse season, mm-hmm. so it is just bound to happen. Yeah, and I think our topic for today fits nicely into what's been going on out there. So today we are talking about spiritual bypassing. Spiritual bypassing. And, you know, I actually hadn't coined the term until we started looking into what we wanted to record about today, which we had talked about was toxic positivity and this positivity movement, right? Mm -hmm. And as we started researching that a little bit more and more so Brittany, she was like spiritual bypassing. And all of a sudden it just, it made sense. I was like, yeah, that's exactly what what it is that we need to address, spiritual bypassing. So what is it? Well, spiritual bypassing was uh, first termed or coined by an American psychotherapist, John Wellwood, in 1984, and um, it's basically a coping mechanism. It's using spiritual practices, which include religious practices and beliefs to avoid dealing with our painful feelings, Mm -hmm. our unresolved wounds, and developmental needs. And that rings so true right now, especially with Instagram especially with TikTok and well just social media the social media movement where you know everybody's like let's just be positive let's focus on the positive mm-hmm. have positive thoughts have a positive mindset and yeah, i understand like where it's coming from because you know you and i talked about this i i lived that i felt like yeah that's where i need to shift my po- focus is into a little bit more positivity to attract more positivity into my life mm-hmm. it made sense to mm-hmm. me however as i was becoming more positive it turned out a lot of shitty emotions would be stirred up and I didn't know what to do with them and so what would I do I would shut them off and get back to that positive mindset what if my mentors and all of these you know uh, personal development people are telling me to do is focus on this focus on this so I would shift my focus where focus goes energy flows I was like Mm -hmm. okay that makes sense to me I'm gonna shift my focus this is gonna go great this is gonna be great but then those shitty emotions would arise and I would never really address and ask myself why when I'm focusing on this positive emotion does this also negative emotion get stirred up? Yeah. I never asked myself what is the correlation between the two. Right. And I actually had a hard time trying to find personal examples of spiritual bypassing because as I was combing through my history, I'm like, I used other coping mechanisms growing up and I used you know alcohol I used drugs I used sex I used avoidance I used a bunch of other things so um with spiritual bypassing I couldn't quite place it but I'm like I know I've had to do it I've had to use it at some point and um but the reason why it was so hard to think of that memory and I we brought this up before the podcast is because when I really devoted myself to my spirituality, like when I started my spiritual journey, I decided to meet the negative emotions, the difficult stuff, the wounding, like head on. That's like how my journey into the spiritual realm was initiated. Mm -hmm. So I had a hard time relating to this idea of using spiritual practices, um, always thinking positive. Oh, everything's one or all is an illusion. Like those tropes that are used every day, um, I, I had a hard time relating to that. I was like, I don't, I don't think I, um, I've ever done this. But as I got deeper into the concept of it, um, I, I started to recall some experiences with it long ago. But we'll get into that um, a little bit later. But yeah, so basically um, ignoring. It's ignoring, it's ignoring those negative emotions. The negative emotions, vilifying the negative yes. emotions, you know, thinking like I, high vibes only. I only want to be up here. So I'm going to ignore this stuff and really kind of detaching the personal from like the global experience. Right? Absolutely. Because life is, let's face it, challenging. It's very challenging and it's going to continue to be challenging. Therefore, we have to be prepared for those challenging times. And it's not just about being 
having this positive mindset all the time. That's part of it. That's I feel like that's just a piece of the puzzle, but it's not the complete picture. Right. It doesn't it doesn't give you the tools to say, okay, well, I'm all, I'm trying to be positive. I'm trying to be hopeful about this outcome, you know, manifestation. I'm trying to manifest and I, the only way I'm going to manifest is if I believe that the outcome is true for me. So that makes sense, but it's also well, at the same time, there's this little tiny nagging emotion that says I'm not good enough for this that I want. Mm-hmm. And rather than say, well, why not? And ask, well, where does this come from? What about my upbringing allows me to feel this way that I don't deserve this? It, it you know, the positivity movement tells us to just focus on the outcome and just focus on that positivity and then start taking the steps towards it, which it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Taking action towards the the end result that you are trying to achieve that's living in coherence is acting according to the results that you're trying to achieve but throughout this process throughout you following this path throughout you taking action the shitty emotions come up yeah the challenging emotions those days where you get triggered those days where you don't want to get out of bed those days where you want to go to sleep early because you just want to escape the world like those days come up throughout that process so it's like where are the tools for those days yeah and then on those days, we tend to get critical of ourselves, judgmental about our practice, and that's that's not spirituality. Right. Right. Like, spirituality is a tool, and it certainly does get us through those difficult days, um, but spirituality is lacking if we don't sit in the discomfort. Correct. Right. Like... Um, and it's even it's even harder to do that when you have various ailments going on. Like yes. we're talking about the emotional discomforts. We're not talking about physical discomforts. But I've recently had just two weeks of like weird chronic pain, headaches, um, side aches, just very weird things happening. And I had a really hard time being spiritual. Mm-hmm. You were and I was. That. I was kind of judging myself. I was like, I can't feel grateful during this time. I can't even like access that feeling of being grateful because physically I'm so miserable. And, it and it's almost like you question your spiritual growth. Like, am I truly oh, yeah. the spiritual person that I say that yeah. I am if I can't even do it in this moment? Yeah. We're human. Right. We're, expo- we're exposed to be exposed. We're supposed to be um, feeling these different We're supposed types to be flawed too. Yeah. Yeah, like it's part expose. of the human experience. When have I ever said expose? Expose. <laughs> and you took your retainer out. No, <laughs> it's such a weird thing for me to say. Suppose you're supposed to be feeling all for the full range of emotion as a human being, and we're just taught not to. We're not. We don't know how to deal with um, the emotions that we term negative, and right. really, no emotion is negative. No feeling is negative, but it. It's what we do with it that makes it negative, right? So before we get more into that, I want to go over the characteristics or the aspects of spiritual bypassing. Yes. Um, And so for this episode, the source I'm using is a book called Spiritual Bypassing, When Spirituality Disconnects Us from What Really Matters Mm. by Robert Augustus Masters. And he, um, this book was written fairly um, recently, I think in 2012, I believe. Um, I might be wrong on that. You could um, check me on it. But he says that aspects or characteristics of spiritual bypassing, using spirituality as a coping mechanism to ignore your shit, um, include exaggerated detachment, uh, emotional numbing and repression, overemphasis on the positive, Anger phobia, which is a big one, mm-hmm. I notice. A lot of people are very uncomfortable I experienced with anger. that one a lot. Um, blind or overly tolerant compassion. Yes. Yep. Me. Which leads you to mm-hmm. weak or too porous boundaries. Yes. Then there's lopsided development, which I thought was kind That's of interesting. interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to sit with that one a little bit more. Um, for example, cognitive development is far ahead of emotional or moral intelligence. Then we have debilitating judgment about one's negativity or shadow side, which... I actually do have a lot to say on that lopsided development, by the way. I mean, I see it in a lot of the people Mm -hmm. I date. (laughs) 
I see it just every day, which is why I don't really with people date I work with anymore. <laughs> I just see it every day with people out in traffic. Yeah, yeah. Well, also we we're in a society that values uh, our logic, our logic, yes, right? versus the logical emotion. side of the brain yes. and reasoning. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very much that like three D consciousness of like, yeah. you know. So oh, the last one. Did you review it? Did Delusions of having arrived it? at a higher level. That of being. one. Yeah. So leveling boy, up. Boy, oh boy, do we, we see that on social and we, media. We, you and I, are guilty of like saying that a lot without really thinking about what that means Correct. or explaining or sharing. Yeah. Um, but we'll get into that too. And then there is the devaluation of the personal relative to the spiritual. And as I was going through these aspects, I was just thinking this is exactly what cult leaders want you to do mm-hmm. <laughs> like they want you to because, spiritually bypass because by doing this you blind follow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right and all they have to do is show you one or two instances of their belief system working and you will blind follow and completely go into spiritual bypassing absolutely yeah. like that's the evaluation of the personal relative and we're gonna do an episode on kicking the guru to the to the curb yeah and i'm excited about that one yeah. we're just we're we're developing a lot of content for that one because i feel like there's a lot yeah that we can explore well, we might be staying at a place that is yes potentially run by a cult leader a cult leader that we just looked we're, we're we're kind of scared we <laughs> don't know how to feel that's about gonna, this yet this is new gonna be information another, that just came episode. to light yeah we're going to sedona in november to check out the vortexes and a and camp we're camping we're, yeah a camp that we're staying at is allegedly um, ran by a cult leader, which I just discovered last night as I was doing more research on the campsite. So um, we're deciding whether or not we want to stay there, if we want to go into the experience with an investigative mind. And if we do, it's gonna be, we're going to do an episode about it. Yeah, exactly. You guys are going to hear all are, about it. It's so easy to... Um, it's so e- When you start looking into spirituality and developing your own spirituality, it's very easy to blindly follow someone. Correct. And then, so... And yeah. the part that... I feel like is missed with spiritual bypassing is because we're not we're not really coached we're not really guided we're not really educated on how to interpret the messages that each emotion brings up in our body and what it means when it feels a certain way I I feel like it's very easy to just blind follow someone that you see living a peaceful life, that you see living the life that you're trying to achieve, right? You're you're coming from this reality of of saying, I'm in a fight or fight, fight or flight constantly. I'm stressed out. I'm sick. I'm developing disease in my body. And this person doesn't seem to live that way. I want what they have. And as human beings, we are great at following shortcuts. Let's just cut to the point. It's because we want the shortcut. We want the fast way to feel good. We want the quickest way to spirituality bliss. We want to experience peace and love as quickly as possible. And we're not ready to do the zigzag journey that it takes to get there. Just give me the straight line that says, here it is, blissfulness, heaven on earth. This is how you do it. Oh, this guru says he's been there. I'm going to do what he's doing. And you blind follow without question, without using your discernment, without maybe utilizing a little bit of this logic that is kind of necessary as human beings because we've been blessed with it you know that's where free will comes from is the ability to use both sides of our brain and come up with these logical solutions but it's also right but it's also marrying the two having that brain heart coherence is not just having the frequency match it's also having your logic match your heart and Mm -hmm. your your intuition Mm -hmm. i feel like so that's the other part of heart brain coherence that isn't talked about is making sure that that matches and we forget to even question ourselves sometimes right because i know what i know based on the information the path the journey the experience the observe the the what i've observed and that's what I communicate right now. But that could change next week. And mm-hmm. we say it all the time. Yeah. What I believe is what I believe right now. Right. Based on the knowledge and the information. So, you know, always seek more information. Don't just do, don't be this like monkey see, monkey do. Mm-hmm. Because that's just our reptilian brain responding, right? It's the easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Let's use a little bit of consciousness because that's what we've been graced as humans to have is a little bit of consciousness and I feel like we have to marry that together yeah 
And unfortunately, some people aren't taught how to critically examine, you know, their world. They, I mean, not most of us are, luckily. But yeah, like you said, we are gifted with this ability to do that. Correct. So use it to your benefit, right? Um, and I feel like more teachers should promote. I feel like a lot of teachers, and you can help me with this because you are a teacher, and I'm not saying you are like this, but just from outsider looking in, teachers become, it's part of that ego, right? You have this information that is coveted, and you know how to 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 teach it. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, but I want you to come to me for this information. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to go read another book. I don't want you to go find it. I want you to come to me, mm-hmm. you know, because it plays into, like, I've done the work. I've exercised, you know what I mean? I've I put in all this effort so that I can teach you this information. And it's just part of, like, the society and how we've been brought up to. Yeah, I mean, that's a very authoritarian approach to teaching, which um, the places I've taught, especially with younger generation teachers like that's not really the way it's done but I'm not yeah. saying that that's not the case like and I've been out of school for 15 years though in in the digital age I mean it's not so much about teaching knowledge or giving information anymore because all the information is out, out there, there. It, it is teaching them to be critical with what they're consuming and really looking at the source and and questioning is this a valid um piece of information that I can use is it something that I should adopt yeah. into my worldview um and so it is really teaching students to be critical that's the hope anyways I right mean, that like I, I i follow teacher instagrams and i hear of like some backwards crazy shit going on all the time and i'm just like whoa okay yeah like it just depends on where you're at in the country and right things like that right but there are even oh my god one of the counselors that i work with her um son is preschool age and he came home from school and said, told his mom that his teacher said that two boys can never get married. Mm. I was like, what? Like, yeah. so indoctrination um, starts pretty early it on. It does start And it, it goes, early. you know, both ways. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's, um, it's, it's a crazy world out there. And people have their own worldviews and people feel the need to project their worldviews onto others. I, as a teacher, I'm because I'm such an open-minded person, and I and I enjoy the the process of discovery and learning. Mm-hmm. I want students to have that same right. experience. So it's like, well, you here's all the information. Here are the tools I taught you. You find your way, yes. and then you check it with me. Yes, right. Like if you're questioning it, and right. we'll talk it out together. I'm a guide. Yeah, exactly. Being a yeah. guide. Like, I, we, we call ourselves facilitators of learner, learning, yes. right? Like I like that. I'm no longer, like, standing up at the top of, or at the, you know, the front of the classroom, just talking, 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 because students don't learn that way. Right. Just because you're talking and you're saying amazing at. things doesn't mean that they're listening or absorbing the information. So um, pedagogy is, is very different now than it was even, like, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but anywho, we went off track a little bit we did we did but at the same time you know it's good to know because you're still in the teaching environment I've been out of school for like I said 15 plus years so it's I had a different experience I also came more so during that time of the industrial you know still industrialization and moving into commercialization Mm -hmm. where you're still very much being taught to listen act do yeah and just repeat yeah Right. Not. And yes, they teach you critical thinking. I took courses that they encouraged critical thinking. But at the same time, you would get the counter view of like, yeah, it's great. You're thinking that way, but we want to do it this way. Yeah. This is the way we want to do it because this is the way we achieve the result we're after. Yeah. And that's just what I remember from school. Yeah. Me personal. Yeah. So I'm glad to hear that it's changing and that's evolving because we uh, yeah. need to teach critical. But thinking. that is just like California. And that's like not sure, every I can see that. teacher in California. <laughs> you know, like there there's still teachers out there of the mindset that like we need to shape students into good little worker bees. Obedient little and a, a obedient, mm-hmm. follow suit, don't talk back. I mean, I don't like students to talk back either and I have my way of handling that, but um I want them to think for themselves. Correct. Right. 
Yeah. And that's really important. And, and that will bring us back into spiritual bypassing because as this is, because we're going to start seeing more and more of it. I'm starting to see it more like even play out in Hollywood. More of these celebrities are talking about spirituality and you're, we know that that tends to influence the masses a little bit more once it's in our faces like that. Mm-hmm. And so now that it's spilling out everywhere else, you know, it's going to be a little bit more prevalent. We need to understand we have to use our discernment to not just blind follow and seek these positive emotions and forget that when these ne- quote unquote negative emotions or these emotions that feel uncomfortable, I like to say, mm-hmm. they just feel uncomfortable because we haven't been taught what to do in the uncomfortableness. Mm-hmm. I always say I thrive when I'm uncomfortable. I've been so uncomfortable at work lately because I'm in a, I'm being challenged right now. Mm-hmm. I love to be challenged mm-hmm. because that means that my brain now has to kick on and I have to figure out how to come up with the new solution that I didn't know before. Yeah. I That is like heaven to me i love that and that's eustress versus stress eustress is good stress it gets Mm -hmm. you going it gets you moving it right problem solving it's the good kind of stress that we want working for us in our favor so we and i've been i've I've been learning to use that same idea that how i use in my work environment and how i that's how i approach school too in my spiritual journey Because at first I did completely, like I told you before we were recording, I completely bypassed the negative emotions. It was almost like I questioned, I have all this list of great things in my life that I could be grateful for, these skills, this knowledge, these strengths. There's no reason for Marcella right now to feel sad, low, angry, frustrated. And I would completely bypass those negative emotions, even though my life around me was falling apart. And that's such a rational mind thing to say. Like, there's no reason for you to be feeling bad, totally ignoring the psychological, spiritual aspect of wellness. The emotional aspect of it all. Because like I mentioned to you, you know, emotionally, my body was telling me what to focus on. Mm -hmm. My mind wanted to focus here because all this positivity movement told me focus here focus here focus here Mm -hmm. but my body the whole time was like no focus over here where it's uncomfortable these are the emotions that you need to address this is the trauma these are the wounds that are coming up and like i you know mentioned in spiritual alchemy Mm -hmm. physical things happen so that we can address some of these internal wounds and it's like it's almost like it forces you like now that you have a physical wound well what do we do as human beings when we have a physical wound we tend to it so it's almost like now you're tending to a wound it's almost like your energy goes there and now you're tending to those inner wounds too yeah right and that's when my spiritual awakening just kind of full blasted after that accident but I understood now as we were getting ready for this. No, it was warning me mm-hmm. for a long time. I was just shutting it off because I was so focused on having a positive mindset, on having positive thoughts, on having positive experiences. And you didn't value the information the body of the body. Like, Correct. I mean, that was the same case for me. Like, the body was meant to be endured and like dealt with and like maintained. But not listened to. Right. Like, I didn't really start listening to my body until I got in the dirt bike accident. Mm-hmm. My spleen ruptured, and I was laying in the ICU, and they were getting the paperwork ready for blood transfusion, possible surgery. And I just put my hand on my side where my spleen is, and I'm like, you're going to stop bleeding. You're going to stop bleeding. You don't want to leave this body. You want to stay in this body. It's better for all of us if you stay in this body. (laughs) And eventually, it stopped bleeding. And I was able to move from the ICU to the trauma unit. And that moment of like sitting there talking to my body, which I may have done in the past, but it was always like, why are you doing this to me? Why are you so painful? Because I had chronic pain from 15 to 25 with my kidney. And I just hated it. I hated it because it caused so much physical pain. And Mm. I was like, why are you doing this? I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And so if you're constantly talking to your body that way, you're not going to listen to the subtle cues it's trying to tell you. Right. right? It's trying to help you. It's trying to um, show you the way, just like how you said your mind was telling you to ignore your body because that's the we're taught to be rational right and we were we were taught that intuition is bogus right and not real and um 
can't be relied upon. Of course, we're not going to like use our intuition in the field of science. I mean, maybe it could help, but like it's not something we can measure. It's not something reliable. But when it comes to our emotional well-being, mm-hmm. to our spiritual well-being, mm-hmm. even our psychological well-being, our intu- intuition, our body has a lot to say. Yes. And I feel like we have to learn to marry the two together, right? Mm-hmm. It's like that yin-yang. Like you need the emotional body, but you also need the logical body to yeah. like make sense of the world because we still have to live in this world. We still have to interact with people. Yeah. And so, you know, it's not forgetting that when frustration is starting to bubble over, you know, it happened to me at work. And what did I do is I shoved a bunch of caffeine into my body because I just I <laughs> wanted to focus. But the whole morning I was uncomfortable. I was unsettled. My, my being was unsettled and there was things being stirred up in me and what did I do? I went and grabbed a cup of coffee, then I went and I popped two metabolism boosters and and then I did this and then all of a sudden I could not contain myself in my own body. And little things started to happen that would trigger me being like snappy. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I know that when I get snappy, there's something seriously going on that my body's trying to tell me. Mm -hmm. So what did I do? I used my little break and I did a little workout in my little office And then I used breathing to bring my body back in and integrate it. And I used some yoga poses in my little corner, in the little corner that I have, right? I didn't care if somebody came and saw me. If they asked, what was I doing? I was going to let them know I need this moment to integrate myself emotionally. Yeah. I was prepared to answer that. Yeah. And sure enough, after 10, 15 minutes, like I was able to like sit calmly and then I realized why these emotions were coming up. Mm -hmm. And I realized I was starting to do this. I was starting to bypass Mm -hmm. this frustration that was coming up. And I realized I just need to sit with it. What is the message? Oh, Mm -hmm. I need to learn how to do X, Y, Z so that I no longer feel frustrated. Because frustration is just my body telling me I don't know how to do this. And I'm frustrated that I don't know how to do this because... My ego thinks it can do everything. Yeah. So it's like ego with body playing together. Yeah. Yeah. And in spiritual bypassing, like trying to completely detach from the ego or transcend the ego um, is another sign of spiritual bypassing. Like, But we can't do that. The ego gets a bad rap a lot it of does. times. But it, it's actually very necessary for our, our well-being, for our, our success, our personal success in life, how we determine success, right? Like... Um, so there is healthy ego. There mm-hmm. is healthy anger, right? Like these things aren't inherently bad or good. It's what we do with them that determines that judgment value, right? right. Like, and so it's what we, we do with it that matters. My experience, once I started really digging deep into my past spiritual practices, my experience with spiritual bypassing was when about eight years ago when I started meditating, um, I thought meditating was going to be a band-aid, mm, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'll meditate, I'll sit for 20 minutes, 5, 10, 20 minutes, I'll breathe, I'll focus on my breathing. It'll make me a more calm, peaceful person. And I meditated all the time, but I was still highly reactive emotionally. I was still insecure. I was still causing unnecessary drama in mm. my relationships. I can relate. <laughs> so I was like, shit, like, I... I thought I'm doing the thing mm-hmm. that I said that they said I was supposed to do so I could be a more elevated, calm. Why isn't it working? Higher <laughs> energy person and it, it's not happening. And yeah. that's because I failed to address the the internal wounds, the primal wounds. I, I failed Which to address they probably the psychological aspect. They were. Yeah, of course. Um, the high emotional reactivity is something that I didn't really even um, deal with until 2020. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Um, you, uh, this is what Robert Masters says about any kind of spirituality. If any of kind of spirituality lacks lacks a psychological component, then it's it's not true spirituality. Right. Like you do have to really investigate and examine. Yes, and, um, mm-hmm. what's going on with you? Because otherwise, you're just slapping a bandaid on it and moving forward and you're not really healing yourself and to me that's what spirituality is about Mm -hmm. it's healing it's healing yourself right like you're not responsible for the way you were treated as a child you're not responsible for your trauma you're not responsible for how adults approached you responded to you but you are as an adult you mm -hmm. are responsible for healing your trauma and and getting away from judgment 
getting away from judging us, you know, from having experienced a childhood like that or reacting now as an adult and getting down when these experiences happen and they bring up these quote unquote unsettling emotions and childhood wounding comes up it's taking personal responsibility of now as the adult that you are saying i have the responsibility to reparent this version of myself because we don't believe this cognitively but in that moment the emotion is not just bringing up a memory it's also bringing up your childhood being. Yeah. I mean, it's activating the, the little chemistry girl in your body that was alive at that, at that age. Time. Correct. Right. So you become this little child again. Yeah. So mentally, cognitively, you are mature enough to now say, hey, little one, mm-hmm. this is what's going on. It is valid that you feel this way. Mm-hmm. However, let me share this with you now. And you and you can now have an opportunity mm-hmm. to reparent. Yeah. You can now parent yourself and how you've wanted how to be parented. You started your journey. Yes. That is how I started my journey. That's how I started That's my journey. Through reparenting, Marcella somatic I, reparenting. Yeah. Marcella and I click so much on this because our, our spiritual journey is very parallel. Like it began at the same time. The steps we've taken, are, they line up. And the um, we both had re- motorcycle accidents that <laughs> triggered it. <laughs> the, re- the reparenting part is so crucial, and it's just it's so beautiful too to be the adult your your little self needed. And it reminds it reminds me of a quote by Masters. Do you mind if I read it? Mm-hmm. So it says, "Being negative about our negativity fragments us, stranding us from our unresolved wounds, hurt, rage, grief, shame, fear." terror, loneliness, despair, and so on. Mm. All of these tend to get lumped together as negativity, as something far from spiritual. It's as if we have abandoned the child in us, fleeing that little one's pain, helplessness, and longing for safety and love in the name of supposedly more mature or spiritual approach. Mm. But all we've really done is escape from the very pain that, if fully felt and skillfully approached, would free us to live more deeply and more fully, and yes, more spiritually. Our lack of intimacy with our anger, fear, shame, doubt, terror, loneliness, grief, and other painful states keeps our experience superficial, emotionally anemic, and addicted to whatever numbs us to our negativity. Emotional anemic. Emotionally anemic. That is I know. That one really stuck out to me, too. I was like, boom. Word. Yeah. That is um, powerful, and that's exactly... um, why spiritual bypassing you know in a short amount of time using it to cope in a you know a brief period of time fine but if it becomes a chronic practice like you are doing a disservice to your whole self and and you're living a reality that's non-existent right you're living a dream right and when you say i'm living a nightmare you are correct yeah and you've constructed that nightmare and if you're failing to connect with all parts of yourself the child, the um, grief, the shame. That's how you've coped. Joy, all those things. If you are failing to connect with the parts of yourself, you're going to struggle to connect with others. Yes. Like it's only, you're only going to go so far in intimate relationships. And and that was very eye-opening for me when I realized that how I had disassociated through my childhood after my mom and dad split at five. I was five. The traumatic experience that I was molested at 12 mm-hmm. and, you know, other things that happened when I was 15 to 17. Like I had my coping was to disassociate. And in a weird way, I developed multiple personalities mm-hmm. to cope. Mm-hmm. I was a different person based on who I was with. Mm-hmm. And that's the people pleasing, you know, characteristic. And and now I can observe that and realize that it was the child just responding yeah. to the wounding. And that's why we need to be compassionate about this. It's yes. not like, you know, this is like shame on you no. for not um, embracing your trauma. Like, it's a very hard thing to do. And that's why I always recommend doing this with, you know, a skilled professional, yes. a therapist. I agree. Um, because it can be really challenging. I, you know, my 
start in 2020 to inner child work, I started initially on my own, but then I realized I need more help I needed a guide. Yep. So I I ended up getting a therapist and working through, and it wasn't really until I started working with um, a systems therapist that I got to that really core wounding that really had nothing to do with the people I was dating or interacting with at the time. It was just the context, the situation that would bring it out. And Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, to get really deep, it's just so liberating when you get to that point. You're like, because you've taken personal responsibility, right? You've taken and you've taken yourself out of victimology Mm -hmm. where victimology. I like that. Yeah. Where it's like, you're no longer a victim of circumstance, of people, of reactions, Mm -hmm. of anything external. Yeah. And that's huge. Yeah. Because that begins the healing process, I feel like. Yeah. And, and it's very subtle. Very Spiritual subtle. bypassing, a lot of times we don't even know what we're doing. I mean, the only reason why I know of the term spiritual bypassing is because it has come up a few times in other podcasts that I listened to. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I, I want to know more about this. And for me, it came up because of this whole term of toxic positivity just mm-hmm. being so prevalent lately. Yeah. And I feel like I don't want positivity to get a bad rap. Yeah. That's an interesting... No, no, no. It's, right. Like, we do, we, do want, we do want positive thinking. Absolutely. But we don't want it to but use it But don't forget to what also goes with it. Cover up the real shit that we're Correct. dealing with, right? Don't use it as an escape. It, it's the same using your positive thinking um, to cope with really challenging circumstances um, or ignoring the pain you're really feeling is the same thing of like hitting the bottle. Right. When you don't want to deal with something. Correct. Right. It's like. It's escapism. It's escapism. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's, and it's encouraged in our society. Yeah. Right. Everywhere we see, look. Oh yeah. Advertise to us because it's, it's just commercialization. They want to sell something, therefore they're going to figure out. So psychologically, they know emotionally. If they can trigger you emotionally, you're going to buy something. Yeah. And that's what they're very good at. And we fall into that trap consistently, yeah. right? They trigger us emotionally. All of a sudden, we we say we're not going to buy something, but all of a sudden, you're triggered emotionally, and then there you go, reaching for that bottle of wine. Yeah. There you go, reaching for you or know the ice that, cream. That floor mat that says. Um, good vibes only. Exactly. You know, like there's a whole industry out there that's making money off of um, correct this positivity movement. Yes. So. And and it's okay to utilize these tools. Again, yeah. we're not saying there's anything wrong, but we want you guys to dig a little deeper. Don't just stick with the surface level. Surface level should just get you to just say, okay, this wound hasn't healed in about a decade. Maybe it's time for me to rip the band-aid off and maybe start addressing a little bit of what's going on underneath. Is there an infection maybe that I've never treated? Mm-hmm. You know, that infection is deep, deep, deep mm-hmm. down in there that until I put the proper tools towards healing that infection, the wound's just not going to seal. Right. And if we start approaching our emotional wounding as we approach our physical wounding, I feel like as adults, we can better equip ourselves to do life yeah. because we have to do life. Yeah. It's part of our human experience. We are built... Uh, there was something I, I heard this week, and I'm probably going to misquote it, so please forgive me, but it was, it was beautifully stated, and I'm probably not going to put it as beautifully as they did, but it's like we are born into this world forgetting who we are yeah. for a purpose because we are meant to be imperfect. We are meant to make mistakes. We are meant how to do things incorrectly yeah. to develop a new consciousness to expand consciousness to expand experiences but eventually as an adult you are meant to also remember who you are at your core i want to bring up because you said expand 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 right expand consciousness and masters brings up how like contraction is just important Mm -hmm. we tend to talk about it like you're contracting into a ball and like you, you can't really express yourself. Like we kind of um, value expansion over contraction, but contraction at when it's, when you you are needing to contract, like there is something to be learned or gained from that. Like, yes. And they're interdependent, right? Yes. Like wherever there's expansion, like in our lungs, when we inhale, other muscles contract, right? Like, or when we're walking, we have muscles that fire and then we have muscles that contract like you can't have one without the other and so looking beyond spiritual bypassing like life is extremely nuanced Mm -hmm. and we want to we have this binary bias where things are good or bad right things are left things are right things are 
straight, things are gay. There's no like in between, but in reality, there's a whole range of nuance. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, I feel like the more we start hearing about spiritual bypassing, the more that we can start asking, not just asking, but saying, you know what, Marcella, it's okay that you feel shitty right now. Mm -hmm. It's okay that you had this shameful experience. It's okay to share it with other people because the only person that's judging you right now is yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is why I love Brene Brown Mm -hmm. and her, her work in shame and courage because when she started, when I started listening to Brene Brown and, and the way she talks about shame, it just like clicked. Mm-hmm. It clicked why the darkness and the light are so needed. Yeah. Because you do need that shame. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you, can, you can't forget to put light on that shame, mm-hmm. right? Because that shame's gonna trigger a part of you that needs to like grow, evolve. You feel uncomfortable with yourself. Like there's something you need to address because you're feeling shame about it. Yeah. Or you did something wrong, mm-hmm. right? You know, that's also triggering uh, self-forgiveness and s- learning from your mistakes. So, like, shame has a, a, a place. Yeah. Just like anger has a place, like you said. Mm-hmm. Just like frustration. Frustration just means I, I don't know this, therefore I should probably go seek knowledge mm-hmm. so I no longer feel frustrated. Yeah. If I'm angry, why is this triggering anger in me? What about it makes me feel like this is wrong? Yeah. You know, and then that it's like, okay, now I'm digging into my value system here. Yeah. This is probably triggering something in my values. And it's like, if we could educate emotional maturity this way in correlation mm-hmm. with spirituality and saying, yes, be positive, but don't ignore when you feel shitty. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. how can we like transition into that a little yeah. bit better if we're not talking about it? And I'm glad that we're talking about it. It's yeah. the only way to do so. Yeah, and it's not encouraged. I mean, I remember growing up, and if I felt shitty in any way or sad, it's like either you nobody wanted to deal with you, mm-hmm. or they wanted to fix the problem right away because nobody nobody knows how to just sit in it with people. Correct, right? Like, and I don't know if I think that has a lot to do with our society. Like, we aren't really adults aren't given time. Right, the way things are structured, like mm-hmm. they aren't given time to sit with their young ones or to sit with their partners, right. and because there's an infinite list of things to do, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so it's just a lot of things. I mean, of course, every couple family is unique. There could be a, a family out there who's really good at that, you know. Um, so it's hard to generalize. But right. I, when you were talking about um, needing to be perfect all the time. I just think of like that little kid who like wasn't. It wasn't safe for them to be imperfect. To it wasn't safe for them to um, do anything that was messy. Like, um, and so you you grow up with that paradigm of like mm-hmm. I always need to be perfect. And mm-hmm. um, part of becoming a wise adult is turning inward and kind of deconstructing why that is correct you know and it's not to dwell in it Mm-mm. it's not to dwell in it it's just to have a better understanding yeah i mean to really know who you are mm-hmm. in this world and like you said i feel like that's kind of the purpose of why we're here is to learn of like who we really are so that way we can uncover our gifts because your ability to speak about what happened to you um is going to reach tons of people right. who need to hear it, right? Right. We all and have I'm a not role saying, to play. I'm not saying that what happened to you is a gift, but I'm saying what you do with it. Correct. I can either live in hell with it mm-hmm. or I can turn it into something that yeah. can serve others. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and I used to not want to talk about it because I used to also downplay it. Well, it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. It's not like I was completely assaulted. Mm-hmm. It's not like there was this. Like I, I personally tried to logically play the situation down but I think I was doing it to also understand why the adults around me were playing it down right why weren't they not so concerned about this situation that happened to me as a young child why aren't they wanting to protect me how I think I need to be protected Mm -hmm. I feel completely unsafe yet they don't care right so maybe I need to justify what happened and maybe I'm like 
blowing it out of proportion. Right. And that was, that was just the feedback I always got as a kid was that I was always blowing things out of proportion, that I was just over dramatic. Mm. I'm a cancer moon, damn it. Now I understand why I was in the dramatics, <laughs> yeah. right? No, but, but you weren't, though. That's the thing. You were just It was shut off at a very young you age, You were though. trying to express something that happened, and it, it wasn't... Um, respected. It wasn't respected, it wasn't seen, and it wasn't yeah. heard. Yeah. Therefore, you feel invalidated. Yeah. You feel like you you I don't matter. I mean, I have felt that way in my childhood. I, I bet you most, no matter what kind of family situation you grow up in, um, if you're not listened to at some point over something that you feel is very serious to you and the adults in the room don't take it seriously or value it, yeah. you're immediately like, oh, okay. Like, I, I got to... I don't matter. Yeah, like I had the hardest time talking to boys growing up and, mm-hmm. and men because the boys and men in my life like flat out like didn't hear me or listen to me at all. Mm-hmm. I would say something and it wasn't like I didn't get any eye, con- eye contact, I didn't get a response. It was just like I was a ghost, Yeah, you know? And it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to even, why even talk then? Right. You know? And see, for me, it, it, that situation, now I understand why I misinterpreted all my interactions with men and with boys. Mm-hmm. Not all attention was sexual attention. Mm-hmm. And to me, all attention was sexual attention based on that situation that never got addressed, that never got, you know, a light shone on it. I, yeah. was, I was led to think that if there's physical touch, there means there's this sexual implementation that now comes next after that yeah there's no in between there's no just a man wanting to hug you just to hug you yeah there's something else behind this Mm -hmm. and that subconsciously made me choose relationships you know that obviously weren't very healthy and they were very toxic relationships yeah because i misinterpreted people's intentions constantly Mm -hmm. men's intentions constantly based Mm -hmm. on that Mm -hmm. So, you know, that was a big eye-opener for me when I went through the somatic reparenting. Mm -hmm. It was once I addressed that physical pain in my body Mm -hmm. and I allowed the emotions to stir, I I sat with the emotions, I talked to myself, I talked to my little one, Mm -hmm. I talked to her as if I was living in that moment again. Mm -hmm. Why are you feeling this way? What about this is painful? Mm -hmm. Why is it hurtful to you? And then I would not, I would never invalidate her emotions because that's what adults did in my life was invalidate the way that I felt. I would completely validate and tell her, you are correct for feeling this way. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is, it is not nice that these adults, and I would talk to her as a child, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. use yeah. the child language. Exactly. You know, and, and, and it was almost like as I was doing that, little sensations, even as I'm doing it right now, like my heart chakra and my throat chakra are lining up because my throat chakra was so imbalanced because I was told to shut up all the time. Mm-hmm. And I was invalidated for my emotions, for what I had to say. Yeah, You know, I love to sing and I was told that I shouldn't be singing because I should just let the professionals do it. Yeah. You know, little comments like that dig at your at your, yeah. at your being. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when these emotions come up now, I give myself space, Mm -hmm. you know, I come home from work, I set up, you know, my area, I do meditation, and then I sit. And that is self-care. Like, self-care, we talked about this on a previous Mm -hmm. episode, didn't we? Um, Self-care for a lot of people is, like, having that sweet treat you might want, or a bubble bath, and all those things are great. Oh, the spiritual practices, daily Mm -hmm. spiritual practice episode. That's when we talked about it. Um, But, like, true... Self-care is giving yourself the space to really honor and feel those emotions and sit with them and heal them. Yes. By you acknowledging them and witnessing right. them and be like, I'm here for you. I got you. Right. Right. Like Because my whole life I disassociated. Yeah. That was a big one for me. Yeah. And so part of the uh, somatic reparenting, it was a 10-day process. At the very last day... We integrated Mm -hmm. and we did a meditation completely focused on calling in all parts of ourselves, which I thought was beautiful because since then I've still been integrating. I didn't do it in that instant. Right. 
but I planted a seed. Yeah. And it's been beautiful. Yeah, it's not something that happens like overnight, right, right? with the first practice. And that's um, the idea of like transcending something that you don't like about yourself or a situation or a part of yourself. It's people have this concept that like you leave it behind but you don't it's like you move it to you reposition it so you could see it objectively and heal it and then reintegrate it into who you are right like because thanks to that situation instance challenge you are where you are mm -hmm. you know and it's like be happy where you are while you still pursue where you want to go that also means being okay with those not so great parts of yourself and like you said repurposing that repurpose or repositioning it repositioning so you can them. see it from yes. a different perspective and um therapy is actually really really good with mm-hmm. doing that um a skilled therapist allows you to see those um painful parts right from well, just yesterday non-feeling point of view where you're not getting I mean initially like I remember sitting there was one point in my therapy session where she finally like I don't remember what she what she said what my therapist said but it's like she shined a spotlight on this like Mm -hmm. very primal wound because she was like this has nothing to do with this guy you're dating right and then like she just got to it and I just like sat there and cried (laughs) I was just like holy shit you're like that's so true Mm -hmm. and this was during the pandemic so we were on zoom or whatever the uh, platform was and I'm just like sitting there in my room like crying and she was so great about it um and it's like once I had that elucidation yes like oh this goes so deep all these interactions I'm having with these other people where I think it's it's me that's causing the problem or it's them causing the problem or I'm not I mean I wasn't getting my needs met but I didn't know how to express what my needs were right. and I honestly didn't really even know what my needs were because I didn't understand that deep 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 wounding right and it's like once it was revealed to me it was just like my heart cracked open mm-hmm. like my heart broke for myself but mm-hmm. it was like this beautiful opening up of like oh honey bunny mm-hmm. this is why right like I could cry thinking about it now and then it's like I just from that point on it's just like you just wrap yourself up in this like blanket of love for yourself like and oh, grace. okay like you you see you see yourself as a child you were when that happened yes. right and you have you wouldn't go to a child now who is just in this deep pain and invalidate them and invalidate them right? or yell, like, yell at them like you would wrap them up and love them and be like this hurts mm-hmm. I know well there's that quote I shared this morning you know it's healing comes when you can look at those parts of yourself with love yeah the parts before that you didn't think were yeah. lovable that weren't great that were dark. And when you spiritually bypass, when you ignore these tough emotions because it is scary, it is hard, you miss out on this like very deep love. Connection with and yourself. Connection with yourself. I and agree. It, it became, that to me was freedom. Freedom is not like owning land to me and having my own space. And freedom is like the freedom from those emotional wounds. And, right? And, and that to me is also the most powerful connection to source to god because if you can truly understand forgiveness and compassion for yourself mm-hmm. i feel like that's what the philosophy the idea behind god is mm-hmm. is teaching us compassion yeah not just for others but for ourselves and it's like if you can get there you are in like this heart to heart connection with god yeah whoever you want to associate that term to however whichever energy being like that's powerful yeah and like we brought up in the dark night of the soul episode like if we continue to ignore these things we don't face them head on Mm -hmm. um they're gonna keep coming up yes they're gonna we're gonna project them out into the world and this is when that whole why do i keep Choosing the same type of guys. Right, right. Why do I? Why do I always fall into these the same relationships? Available man. Why do I always well. end up in jobs that I'm unappreciated? Why do I always fight with people and this is how they treat me? This is when we get into those loops because 
the universe has given you situations over your lifetime for you to address the wounding you haven't therefore it's going to continue to come up that and that intuition that feeling in the body of like hey this is wrong correct you know if we continue to ignore that that we're not paying attention missing the opportunity but yeah i agree with you about the connection to god and it made me think what you were saying um that you know if you can't have compassion or a loving approach to your shadow to those negative feelings that come up then um you can't it's going to be hard to give like true compassion and love to others correct right like it's a very maybe superficial idea of love it's not i mean i'm all about i like going deep with people I agree. Right? Like, I like my friendships to be intimate friendships. Not physically intimate, but I like to see the other person's soul. And I mean, right. that's why I've had to let some friendships go. Right. Right? Because there was just, there was a wall there. You yeah. know? And I can't, it's hard for me to connect when there's a wall there. Right. You know? Right. And everybody has their path. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've just learned to be okay and be respectful of other people's path. But... Mm-hmm. I've also learned to respect my path. And, you know, there is something that I've, when in dating that I use now, that the wrong person at the right time, or the right person at the wrong time is still the, the wrong, wrong person. person. Yeah. I apply that to situations and friendships too. Mm-hmm. The right situation and the right friends at the wrong time are still the wrong people for me. You know, it's like if they're in a, in a different journey spiritually, I can love them from afar. Mm-hmm. I can still respect them, but I'm going to respect myself more by not by not wishy-washing my boundaries anymore right. and by not mixing my energy where I know shouldn't be mixed right now because I need to respect the path that I am on, mm-hmm. respect myself, and respect my my intuition. Because the more I respect my intuition, the better guided I am. And respect the other person. And respect like, the other person. I mean, nobody their wants path. to stay connected to somebody if they're not truly in it, right? Correct. Or if, you know, you're just with them be out of pity, really. Like, oh, well, you know, we've been friends for so long, so I'll just keep hanging out with this person. Right. Right, and, and like then yesterday really was was huge for me to have, and we're going to wrap this up here. Um, well, I want to talk about ways to counteract spiritual bypassing. A few points. Yeah, let's ju- let's jump into that. Okay, let's jump into that. Um, the first thing that I came up with is, um, well, actually, I'll go to the second point because it relates to relationships. You often hear the slow burn in mm. starting a relationship, like embrace the slow burn, let things develop slowly. But I, I kind of apply this concept to everything. Like, embrace the slow burn one step at a time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not easy to just all of a sudden be like, okay, I'm going to deal with all my negative shit. I'm going to deal with all this painful stuff. Like, you will one, get burned quite quickly. One step at a time. Go with the maybe easier hard emotion. Like, right. something, start small, right? So, embrace the slow burn with this. This is just like the inner child work, just like integration. It's not something that's supposed to happen overnight. Um, so, Find a community to support you through it. Find somebody who's um, well-versed in this stuff to kind of talk it through. Mm -hmm. But start slowly. And then um, curiosity versus judgment. Mm -hmm. Like this has been – curiosity is one of my key core values. um, And it's it's been so – um, beneficial in like everything I do, like especially interacting with students, interacting with people who might be – have weird energy or aggressive towards me. It's like, okay – Approaching it with more curiosity, approaching that feeling with curiosity, like, ooh, okay, I see you, I Mm -hmm. feel you, why are you here? What are you trying to tell me, right? Right. What makes you act this way? Why are you responding this way? Right. Right. And then uh, check in with your internal compass, meaning like listen to your intuition, listen to what your body's telling you, your body, we, this body has evolved over thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years, just like our brain. We highly value our brain in our current um, world, but our body has just as much um, knowledge, knowledge there too. Correct. And then investigating and integrating the various dimensions that make us who we are, the physical, emotional, psychological, spiritual, and social. So it's holistic, whole approach to who you are. Spirituality is just one dimension of wellness. Mm-hmm. And so um, you, to be spiritual, you also want to... Um, Evaluate your psychological well-being, your physical well-being, your emotional, and so on and so forth. 
And then um, because I'm all about systems, um, study and learn how systems, social and economic influence groups and individuals, a lot of the pain that we might be feeling, um, emotional pain or psychological pain could be from just living in a society that is uh, blind to others, the the knowledge of the body, right? right? The the value of emotions. Mm -hmm. And then um, invest in a community that is committed to this work. It's easier than ever before to find mission-oriented groups, but be cautious because there are people who want to take advantage of um, those who are feeling spiritually or emotionally um, weak or not weak. I don't want to say weak, but uh, vulnerable. Vulnerable. Thank you. Um, Develop healthy boundaries for yourself and others. That's important. So the developing part and like saving a boundary is easy, but upholding it and then like following it through is where you're going to find the challenge and the heat. And that's, that's really hard because people don't like it when you hold up a boundary. They're going to possibly accuse you of being an asshole, right. selfish, etc. Right. And so, like, knowing that you're doing the right thing for yourself, as long as you're not hurting yourself and other people, like, hold uphold those boundaries. And that's why doing the spiritual work when you're doing this is so important so that when people do lash out at you, you, you can hold yourself true to your authentic self and say, right. But this is this is for me, not for you. I'm yeah. doing this for me, not for you. This isn't against you. This is for my well-being. Yeah, exactly. And then if you're also doing the psychological work, you know that you're you're doing, like you said, the right thing for yourself. And in turn, you're you're doing that. You're not doing them a disservice, right? right. Like when we play a uh, doormat and when we are wishy-washy with our boundaries. Um, we're letting people take advantage of mm-hmm. us. We're not in our full, authentic, empowered self. Right. And, like, you have this one life mm-hmm. that we know of that we're living right now. Like, you want to go through this life feeling empowered. And so... And, and we forget that people will respond from the place of, of where their spiritual development is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can't take that personal either because right. it's not based on you. It's right. where they are yeah. and their current understanding and belief system and values, et cetera. Exactly. Yeah. And then... Um, Move from, you know, those positive thoughts maybe to neutral thoughts first Mm -hmm. and then investigate the negative or in the opposite direction. Right. Move from negative to neutral to positive. We often want to make that jump from like, okay, I want to change my negative thoughts to positive thoughts without considering that there's that neutral territory first that you could go to. And this really was um, very evident to me when I was feeling a lot of physical pain. It was really hard for me to even feel gratitude for being alive when right. I was in pain. So I was like, can I just get to the a neutral state of being first? So and that takes a lot because negative. you're moving away from judgment, mm-hmm. right? Because placing the term positive or the term negative on something implies some sort of meaning already, right. which implies a, some sort of judgment. judgment already, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that's important, and I think that's huge because through meditation, that's been my practice is helping me become the observer of life, the observer of my actions, the observer of my thoughts and mm-hmm. my emotions, and no longer judging myself for feeling that way. Yeah. Rather having more compassion and more grace yeah. for saying, I, well, I'm just human, and of yeah. course I'm going to feel that way. This is what happened to trigger that, but now instead I can, you know, like you said earlier, repurpose and, you know, move in a different direction. And mm-hmm. that as a human being, Yes, it influences my path, but you have no idea the domino effect that it has for people around you as well. Yeah. So as you're doing the service for yourself, you're also doing service for others. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're an example to others. I mean, that's I always live by that rule too. Is like be the example, lead by example, right? Exactly. So, um, lastly, um, a good thing to do is journal Mm -hmm. and or just sit with the emotions, right? Like set a timer just start off small like i am feeling insecure right now i'm gonna journal about it why am i feeling insecure? why am i feeling this i'm what thoughts are attached to that right and like what situation brought don't judge the process and start slow embrace the slow burn get help um because and just know like nothing will (laughs) revelations won't happen instantly like this is spirituality is not about instant gratification Mm -mm. it's not about a high it's you know it's not about all that stuff it's really about connecting with your higher power and connecting with your higher self correct it's about becoming one yeah and just remembering what that is and living life from a different space 
And it just allows you to be more compassionate at the end of the day. And when we're more compassionate as a collective, I feel like we can just come up with better solutions. We treat each other better. Therefore, yeah. you know, communities just... We stop exploiting the earth and the people around us and imposing control, manipulation, things like that. Um, and, and but none have, of this is like a quick fix, right? It's like, not. It's not. It's, it's not. slow. It's not. So, you know, with that, I think that's, um, we're going to leave it at that with spiritual bypassing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we ha- there's a lot more to say, so we'll definitely yeah, have to do maybe on a on few on more parts it. on this. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more to explore. So, um, you know, if you have any comments on spiritual bypassing, anything that you're experiencing, or, you know, do you need maybe a little bit of guidance or tools, you know, drop it in the comments. We will definitely answer and, and send you a message back. We appreciate you guys' tuning in every, every episode. We are the Grounded Space Cadets. And we'll see you next time. Adios. Bye, space babies. you're vibing with us please rate and review on spotify turn on your notification bell so you never miss a celestial lesson don't forget to follow us on instagram at the grounded space cadets until next time bye space babies Mm -hmm.